Lesson 83. Hello again. One of the things I've learned as a teacher is that the attention span of kids, and even us adults, has lessened a lot over the last several years. If we're seeking an answer to something, we want it as quickly as possible and don't want to have to endure a bunch of fluff like long readings and drawn out videos before getting our answer. So with that in mind, I'm introducing a new way to impart information to my audience. Starting with this lesson, I'm launching the debut of Shortcuts. Think of shortcuts as quick answers to single topics you're looking for. I promise to keep these videos to the very minimum, yet keep them informative and relevant. Although many of these topics may have already been touched on in earlier lessons, shortcuts will focus on just that single topic to keep it short and sweet. I'm beginning shortcuts with one of the most elusive terms in photography, ISO, also known as film speed. ISO is a very important aspect of photography, yet one of the most misunderstood and underused. So hopefully this lesson will help take the mystery out of ISO and how to use it to your advantage. The terms ISO and film speed are interchangeable. Both refer to the sensitivity of your camera's medium to light, whether it be the film and film cameras or the image sensors and digital cameras. Film speed can range from very low, such as ISO 25, all the way up to ISO 3200 and even higher. The higher the ISO, the more sensitive your camera will be to light. More sensitivity to light allows for faster shutter speeds and smaller apertures. ISO may be selected by the user on most digital cameras, but normally not in the automatic mode. If you want control over ISO and still want exposure to be set automatically, choose the program mode instead. You can also control ISO on any of the manual modes, such as shutter or aperture priority. For film users, each roll has been manufactured specifically at just one ISO speed. The only way for film users to have choices with ISO is to purchase film that is rated at the amount of light sensitivity needed for your photo applications. Although your camera will be more sensitive to light with higher ISO numbers, it comes at a price. For film photography, it will mean more graininess in the final images and, in digital photography, more noise, which is the digital equivalent of grain. The lower the ISO used, the better overall quality of your final images. Avoid choosing an ISO any higher than needed for a given shooting situation in order to assure high quality. A good average ISO setting to choose is ISO 400. That speed will allow enough light for most conditions without compromising the quality of the image. The auto ISO setting in digital photography should be avoided whenever possible. Otherwise, whenever you shoot, your camera will automatically choose whatever film speed is needed to make an exposure. The results can be less than desirable, especially in low light situations. It's better to choose an average ISO for most of your picture taking, such as ISO 400 up to ISO 800, and keep the auto ISO option turned off. Then if you need more light, you can use a tripod with slower shutter speeds or lower apertures to enable enough light for exposure. Some cameras, however, allow you to configure the auto ISO settings, which enables you to put limits on what ISO and even the shutter speed the camera will choose for you. This is sort of the best of both worlds, since you can make sure your camera doesn't choose a film speed that will give you compromised quality by putting the cap on the ISO value, such as ISO 800. Also with this option, you can avoid camera shake while not using a tripod by choosing a shutter speed cap at 1 60th of a second or higher. Well, that's about it for our very first shortcuts lesson. 
Please let me know your thoughts about this new format by either emailing me or posting them on the Photography 101 Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, goodbye.